By now, you probably know that my name is Priya, that I'm a Kiwi Indian, that I'm a lady girl, and I'm 34. You might have even figured out that I'm single, that I have been for a while now, and you've been listening to me asking why. Congratulations, you made it. I've sought answers from a love coach, a matchmaker, a clinical hypnotist, a tarot card reader, and a psychic medium. I've asked my friends why I'm single and why they're single too. But I think for me, the one thing is the not knowing. I think that's why I think about it. It's because if I could be told that actually it's going to be September the 13th in 2020, I'd be like, right, okay, six years, so I need to do boop, 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 yep, done, blah, blah, blah. He's going to be there, fine. But it's the like the unknown. I've asked about what love is. It's someone who makes you feel like the best version of yourself. I don't think it's the Hollywood at all. That is really quick to, to fade and you're left with helping each other get through stuff. Entire conversations about the consistency of baby poo. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and that's and that's it. Like when when you look at your own life, you go the amazing things are snippets. You're kind of back to in between the amazing bits, you're back to kind of it's a decision that you've made to share a life and to be together. <laughs> when someone else accepts you're crazy <laughs> I've never really believed in like that you find the one I think the finding is is an odd thing to me um I've, I've often thought it's about choosing the one and and making them the one because to me love is commitment and it's about uh sacrifice in a way and so it's about when you both decide that and make that commitment um that's to me what it is I I, I like the idea of not finding the one but but choosing to make them the one um, okay, you'll feel it in your fingers and you'll feel it in your toes. Because <laughs> as I find that love is all around you, I feel like that feeling grows. And like, I can sometimes look at Mo and say, you know I love you, I always will. My mind is going to be always made up by the way that I feel. I guess there's like no beginning, there's potentially no end. Shit, I forgot the oh, on my love. You can pretend <laughs> depend depend isn't that a brand of tampon no so what have i learned from the past few weeks of this silly insightful vulnerable journey i guess the time has come for me to answer the question why is priya single my mate lloyd is as astute as he is ginger i think priya is single kind of because she wants to be she's got more than enough going on for her so I get the feeling that if she really wanted to be out there looking for people and trying to get off the market, that she could. I don't think she really wants to. I've been single because it's been a happy, sad, challenging and exciting 10 years. Sometimes I feel I grew up just a little fast. Sometimes I wish I was an old me. The thing with me, right, is that... I'm a princess cut from marble, smoother than a storm. Well... Actually, I'm more like a little teapot. Short, stout, well, you know the rest. I find these days I am short on time, short on energy, short on tether. I'm just plain short. The truth is I like my own company best. If the truth is stupid, no. I have very little time for dumb people, ignorant people, dramatic or intense people, self-serving people or unkind people. As my good friend Kiriana told me, we teach others how to treat us. So, what have I been teaching? 
I've consistently been inconsistent, moving homes, cities, jobs, and studies, and I've started over, often. And my... I've swung violently between being obsessed with finding the one to having great periods focusing on myself, solely, selfishly, and necessarily. In this moment, I'm studying again, trying to find something I'm good at, trying to find my passion, starting again, again. And so, my family is supporting me back in the hut. I know life won't always look like this, but I haven't been creating space for a great love or even short-term or infrequent loves. There's something about me not feeling like my best person, so why would I put that on someone else? I've got more baggage than a Boeing 777-300. However, the fact that I'm doing this podcast means something, right? I wanna settle down, I wanna settle down, won't you settle down with me, settle down. I believe that all my decisions have led me to where I am right now, and I also believe in timing, lady luck, the fates, that someone is watching over me, and that the universe is holding me up, even if I need some gentle reminders now and then. And I've been given some great practical advice through this series. It's, um writing a list down of, um, you know, I intend to have a loving partner who, and then um, just write everything down, okay. and then at the bottom of it, uh, you can write, uh, I intend to have all this, or better, with help from all my unseen friends, okay. with harm to none, because you don't want someone dying in order to make your partner free. It's about um, best intentions and, and setting it out there. Just don't have the expectations, just let the moment take its course, and then find out whether you're having fun, you know, let those things all, all evolve, let them happen. So if we think about the power of suggestion and your suggestibility, we are often hypnotising ourselves into unresourceful states without even realising it. Quit telling it as if it's now. Yep. Now I'm stepping into my magical manifestation, mm -hmm. you know, of the life that I deserve to have on every level, and I welcome the children in, you know, I welcome those little entities that are going to come in and I need the sperm donor please, you know. <laughs> so the trick is that you actually feel in love with yourself, with life and with everything that is existent for you before that love appears as a physical expression of something romantic. Yeah, and I feel like you potentially already know the next person that you're going to be with. So it's, but it's like experiment, have a bit of fun and just allow yourself to um, let down the guard. Why am I single? I've been working on me, innit? I have a story and it's not finished. Each chapter has its characters, its plot, its conflict, but there will be romance, there will be resolution, and I've learned heaps. I'm heeding what that Harvard study told us and I'm focusing on building quality, close relationships. I will not let loneliness kill me. This podcast and everyone I've spoken to has ignited an excitement about love. And if you can relate to any of this at all, I hope one thing for you too. Hope. Because... This is the bit where I ask people to explain what love is to me. This time, I've asked two females very close to my heart. First, 
Here's 85-year-old Nono, whose house I spent most of my childhood at. And this is what David said, okay, it took him 53 years to say it, that he had loved me from the minute he had first seen me. He knew that I was for him. And then he went on to say, you've been the best wife that anybody could ever wish for. You've been the best friend anybody could wish for. You've been the best mother any child could wish for. He said, and you've been always there to support me. He said, I can't ever, ever, ever thank you enough for that. But he said, as for love, he said, I loved you the minute I first saw you at John and Marjorie's. And he said, I know I've never told you that in my life, but he said, it's always been there. And that was three weeks before he died. I knew, I knew because, you know, of what he did for me. And I asked 10-year-old Georgia, my pen pal, wedding dance partner and all-round smart cookie, what love is. Okay, so I think it says when you are in a connection with someone that you know will be loyal to you and will make you laugh and you want to be with all the time and you know you can trust them. And they are kind of like, they're nice to you and they treat you well and they kind of make you feel happy and it makes you want to be around them. When you're like, when you're around each other all the time, just not around each other annoying like to make each other happy. This final episode is brought to you by Team Fitinaya Radio Training School. Without the time, support, sage advice and casual racism of my tutors, there is no way this podcast could have been made because I didn't have a bloody clue how to make a podcast. Special mention to cyborg tutor Jono Manx, Nick Tansley's evil twin Ed Patterson, Scooterville shifty Ryan Edwards and my school mum Vera Howard. Fuck it. Thanks to those assholes I sit next to in class for making me feel young again and for support with things like how to turn my pop sock on. Class of 2017! Thank you to all the contributors for this series and for this episode. James Player for his cover of Dave Dobbin's Loyal and again to Jane Joyce for the fitting artwork. I've used a crap ton of audio elements in this series and for that, please understand that no copyright infringement was intended. Usage is a testament to the sheer love for that which is the mixtape of my life. Special thanks this episode to Dave Dobbin, Anika Moore, Brooke Fraser, Kimbra, Schaefer and DLT, Lord, Kings, Scribe, Savage, Aradna, OMC, Daddy Smash and the Netherworld Dancing Toys. Cheers to you for taking this 40-ish minute journey with me. I so appreciate it. Cheers again to all the kind people for your art, music, wonderful words and brave voices. It's people like you that remind me that I don't need to ask myself why I'm single anymore. Join me when I start my new series, Why Am I Short? Followed by, Why Can't I Cook? And, Where Are My Pants? Oh, almost forgot. Here's what the medium said my future man would be like. You're 30, 34 now? Okay. So, looking um, to your future. Psych! Wanna know the rest? Hey, by the rights. So, for the last time, please don't sue me, Matt Groening. Thank you, come again.